It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I'm back. Back for another episode. Hope you're doing good. Shout out to all the listeners, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, I haven't been on YouTube, <laughs> but I'll get back on there eventually. It's a process going through and editing and stuff, and sometimes it can just take take a lot out of you and sometimes I don't be feeling like doing it honestly (laughs) um but I'm back back for another episode we still in season two season two of the taste to consider podcast I forgot what episode number this is but um shout out to everybody who uh listened to the last episode you can't see me corn theme (laughs) Shout out to everybody who listened. Shout out to everybody who hit me up. Like, I was shocked. I was surprised at all the feedback that I got from that episode. Because, um, like I said during the episode, you know, I felt real vulnerable doing it. Um, not, And it's, it's funny because I talk about a lot of, you know, um, vulnerable stuff with me on my episodes, but for some reason, this episode, the last episode, I'm sorry, last episode, You Can't See Me, I felt real vulnerable, and I felt, you know, embarrassed or whatever, but I guess that, you know, some days you, you cool, some days you aren't, it's just the, the balance, the way of life, but let me get to what I'm drinking and smoking, which is nothing, (laughs) yeah, it's, um, it's Saturday, um, Saturday afternoon, and I just finished working out, so I'm not drinking um, anything. Well, I am drinking a smoothie. I'm not smoking anything. I'm going to save that for later, you know, have a taste later on. Just like this episode, you know, this episode is just a taste, just a taste part two. You know, the first Just the Taste was season one, episode one, Just the Taste when I introduced myself. So, you know, I was thinking about um, the podcast and stuff like that. And, you know, I said I was going to ramp things up more, record more and stuff like that. So you're going to get um, these episodes every now and then, these Just the Taste episodes where it's really like a full topic that I put together or something that I wanted to talk about, but just, you know, things that's going on in the world, things that's going on with me, you know, something small. So we'll see how this episode goes as far as like time length. Uh, I got an outline put together and, you know, I don't know how short it's going to be, how long it's going to be, but we'll see. So let me start off, take a sip of my smoothie. My smoothie um, is kale, um, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. Uh, I put some dates in there and what else in there? And some beetroot powder. 
beet root powder. And this is the first time I've ever tried a beet root powder. I got it from uh, Holistic Trap Kitchen on Instagram. That's Holistic Trap Kitchen on Instagram. So check uh, check her out. Um, I also bought some, excuse me, burping and I'm not even drinking I guess that's, you know, a thing, and and people always make fun of it, and I'm starting early, as usual, but, yeah, Holistic Trap Kitchen, check her out, um, I got some organic beetroot powder that's in the smoothie, and I also got some um, black seed oil and some organic elderberry syrup, so support black businesses on the regular, and check her out so today's saturday like i said july 11th tomorrow will be july 12th sunday and mercury retrograde will finally be going direct (laughs) i tell you boy mercury retrograde always something popping up not always but this was a particular uh interesting i'll say interesting because even though i had some stuff pop up it didn't phase me um so that's a sign of growth give myself a hand clap for that (laughs) but yeah mercury retrograde this time was wild and it's to be expected all the stuff that's going on in 2020 so let me tell you what happened uh for me doing mercury retrograde so last episode, I told y'all that um, I was going to start um, getting black-owned cigars um, and black-owned uh, alcohol distributors, makers, whatever. And I told y'all that I ordered a bottle of Uncle Nearest uh, whiskey. And that last episode was what, June? Let me see. Let me see when that last episode was. I think it was June 26th. That was the last episode I did. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was June 26th, but let me make sure. Uh, Let me see. Um, Yep, June 26th. You can't see me quarantine. Episode 5. So this episode is episode 6. So, on that episode, June 26th, I said that I ordered a bottle of Uncle Nearest whiskey. And that by the time I record the next show, that I was going to have it and be drinking it. That damn bottle is not here yet. I had, man. So, the company, Uncle Nearest, they they have a, a distributor called Passion Spirits that uh, takes the orders, delivers it, and stuff like that. So, like I said, I ordered the bottle and everything, and gave me my shipping stuff. It was FedEx. No shipping updates on that junk at all. Said that it was supposed to have been delivered. I forgot what day it was. I think it was sometime, the first delivery time was supposed to be like right before July, like the end of, um, a couple of days after I recorded the last episode. And 
the day came or whatever, FedEx said that they, they delivered it. No shipping updates at, at all, but it just popped up, said that it was delivered. Want nothing at my house. So I'm sitting here emailing Passion Spurs. I'm emailing Uncle Nearest, both of them, you know, telling them what's going on. So they said, finally responded after several attempts to Passion Spurs. So I finally contacted Uncle Nearest. So they said they was going to get in contact with Passion Spurs. So then Passion Spurs finally responded and said that it was a mistake, a mistake happening with the shipping and all this other stuff. And they're going to get, get it out to me as soon as possible and all this other stuff. So I was like, well, y'all need to send the priority because it was a mistake on y'all part. So like a couple of days later, I think it was like two days later, they sent me a new shipping uh, email, said that it was shipped out. Same again, FedEx. No shipping updates. So I can't, I didn't even contact Passion Spurs. I went straight to Uncle uh, Nearest, contacted them, and they was like um, something about some, because of the recent circumstances with COVID and all this other stuff. And I, I told them, I was like, you know, I understand the, the circumstances, but I've been getting packages from UPS on the regular without any delays. So either FedEx is still in my, my order or Passion Spirits is not really sending it when they said they're sending it because there are no shipping updates at all. And I said, you know, if y'all can't resolve the matter, y'all need to give me my money back. So then all of a sudden, um, like a couple hours later, I checked my FedEx tra tracking. And then all of a sudden, shipping notice is popping up. And... Like now, I'm checking it now, and it's, it finally made it from, to Maryland. It, it came from Florida. It finally made it to Maryland. Right now, they say it's, um, it's, in, it's in Hagerstown, Maryland, and it's supposed to be here Monday, July 13th by the end of the day. So we'll see. But that's not the only thing that even <laughs> happened during Mercury retrograde to me. So I think it was like, what, four or five days ago? Um, the weather forecast said it wasn't supposed to rain that day. Nighttime came. Well, no, nah, not even nighttime that evening around like 630. It just started pouring down rain. It was just raining crazy. So then later on, I guess around like 11, 12, midnight, it started thunderstorming crazy, waking me up out of my sleep and stuff. So I usually, I would sleep downstairs on the couch and usually I leave the TV on and it, it, it turns off by itself after it's no activity. So waking up out of the sleep, storm waking me up out of my sleep. And then so I'm up for a little while, it's like three o'clock in the morning. Now all of a sudden, boom, lightning strike, power go out. I tried to turn the TV back on. TV would not turn on. Wi-Fi, my router, Wi-Fi wasn't working. Xbox wasn't working. All the stuff that was hooked up to the TV was not working. The router, the Xbox, the only thing that was working was my, my stereo that I got hooked up to my TV was working. And I'm like, damn. So I'm thinking that it was something, it's something with the circuit breaker. So I go down in the basement, uh, check the circuit breaker, 
uh, go through all of them, make sure they all straight or whatever. Come back upstairs, TV still not working. TV is only a year old, just turned a year old. <laughs> I ain't really tripping off the Xbox because, you know, the new system's about to come out, so I'm going to get one of those. But what I'm really tripping off of is the router not working. Router not working, Wi-Fi um, not working, and I'm, I'm teleworking. So I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? This is about to be an inconvenience. So I was like, well, let me see if I can fix anything. So I go downstairs again, check the uh, Verizon box, play around with it a little bit, check the battery that's on it and everything. Come back upstairs, router still not working. I'm like, damn, what the hell going on? So I'm switching the uh, switching the the router to different electric sockets and stuff like that. Still not working. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so finally, it's got to the point where it's already three o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm sleepy, so I just go to sleep. I'm like, I'm gonna deal with it in the morning. I call Verizon and. See if they can reboot it or something. Maybe it's something going on like that. Wake up in the morning. First thing I do, call Verizon. And they try to reboot it and all this other stuff. Nothing wasn't working. So then they had to send me out a new router. Cool. It'll be here the next day. So I'm thinking, cool, all right. I can just do, uh, I can just telework off my, my uh, cell phone hotspot. And... I picked the TV up, taking it around the different sockets, trying to see if it's working. It's not working. I'm like, damn, man, I just bought this damn TV. So I take the back off of the TV to check the, the uh, see if the fuse blew. I couldn't find the fuse. Like, I looked up on the internet to see what the fuse supposed to look like, even though I already know what it looked like. But I couldn't find the fuse nowhere on the back of this TV. So I'm just like, man, fuck. I just bought this damn TV. So I'm... St- I'm in the house sweating and stuff, AC on, but I'm still sweating. <laughs> so I'm like, man, fuck it. So I put the back on the TV. I was like, cool. I still got my projector in the basement, so I'm good. But I'm like, damn, I ain't got no Wi-Fi. So, you know, I watch everything off of my fire stick. So I was like, I'll just try later on to see if my hotspot is uh, powerful enough for me to actually watch something with my fire stick. So... Eventually, that'll work out or whatever. But then, the only thing I kept thinking of with, with the TV and the router and everything was back in the day when I was a kid and hearing old people and your parents and stuff like that talk about some, you know, uh, turn that TV off, it's storming, it's storming. Your grandmother, come on, baby, baby, turn the TV off. It's storming. That lightning going to strike the TV. And I never, I, I always thought it was silly for them saying that stuff. But, and it and there's been plenty of times where I sat there and watched TV while I was thunderstorming and all that stuff. Been on the phone. The only thing I will not do when it's thunderstorming is get in the shower. That is something I definitely won't do. But anything else, I'll do it. Watch TV, be on the phone, whatever. And I can't believe this happened. I was like, damn, man. That shit is actually true. It's not that I really really doubted them, but it just never happened. So, you know, I'm thinking like, cool, you know, maybe I've just been lucky or it's not really true. But obviously I was (laughs) wrong. And that Mercury retrograde got me, boy. (laughs) 
But, um, yeah. So I hope the rest of y'all that's listening had a much more calmer Mercury retrograde than I had. Than I had. But I'll get another TV soon. I ain't really tripping. I got my projector in the basement. I got my router, Wi-Fi working. Everything's cool. But I'm just... I had to give myself a hand clap because the sign of growth, because I remember like back in the day when stuff like this used to happen, man, it would like end my whole day, end my whole day, my whole week. I'd just be stressed out and stuff when things like this happening. So I just chalk it up to just a a, 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 a rerun or a rewind of of me going through some some growth stuff. <laughs> But yeah, we got a lot going on in the world right now. I mean, still the the stuff with the police killing black people, um, racism, all that other stuff. I honestly have been taking a break from it. Like the last two episodes that I recorded, Now What? And uh, A Bit of Taste in My Mouth. I just had to take a break from it because, excuse me, it was honestly getting to me. And like to the point where... I'm, you know, getting angry and stuff like that, and I just, just had to take a break, but, um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, still 2020, we in July, Kanye West announced he running for the president, then his family coming out, well, his in-laws coming out saying that he's just having a manic episode and all this other stuff, um, I got mixed feelings about that because I feel like, you know, um, although I do believe Kanye is very egotistical and possibly narcissistic, um, and he has said that he has bipolar, but I don't think we should always chalk up instances where he comes out and does things like this as it being him having a manic episode, because it's, I've known people with bipolar disorder. I've known a person with bipolar disorder that committed suicide and Saying somebody just has a manic episode is a serious, serious thing. And, you know, we can't, we, they got to be careful with coming out saying that he's having a manic episode and, you know, just to, I guess, calm the, the hate or the quote unquote cancel culture that we have now on his back. I mean, because I know since he's, announced that he's running for president. He's come out and had a lot of opinions about things and stuff like that. Um, but that could be just his opinions and that can be how he really feels, you know, or him just wanting attention. But, you know, it's just interesting. <laughs> I'm getting fumbled just thinking about it. It's interesting, just all the stuff that's still going on in 2020. And, like, one thing that I saw today that, like, I just, man, we, we living in a sick world. We live in a sick world, man, I swear. And 2020 has honestly been, like, revealing a lot of stuff. And I talked about it plenty of times about we're going to have to face ourselves. Um, not only personally, individually, but collectively as, you know, um, human beings, as spiritual beings, as a country, as a world. And, man, I was on Twitter, and I seen this thread about Wayfair. And if you're on Twitter, go on Twitter and just look up 
Wayfair because it was trending today. Today's Saturday, but I'm sure by the time if you listen to this today, tomorrow, or whenever, you can still go on Twitter, type in Wayfair, and see all the stuff that was going on or go on Google. I even saw it on Instagram. People put a thread together about it. But basically, what the thread was about was that Wayfair has products on their website like pillows or or storage chests for like tens of thousands of dollars and under the name of these the names of these particular items would be names of young of of women of girls like Sarah Annabelle or something like that and these random ass items would be costing tens of thousands of dollars and what they was talking about on Twitter and in this thread was that their Wayfair is is selling is trafficking children through these these products, and you you have to go on Twitter or Google and type in this and see the videos that the people have made when they was actually going on Wayfair, uh, adding the item to the cart. It'll be like a storage chest, but it'll only be one storage chest in in their inventory, and they'll type. Add it to the card and information to come up of of a name and the name will be of a missing girl in the in like one of the states or like particularly I remember one was in Ohio. The actual name of the damn chess was a name of a person of a of a young girl in Ohio, and they did other ones too. And I'm like, we live in a sick damn world. And if you into documentaries like I am. And heavy on Netflix, I know you saw or heard about the Jeffrey Epstein documentary and, you know, the child trafficking stuff. And then his uh, his girlfriend was recently uh, arrested. I forgot her name and I really don't care to say her name, but she recently got arrested. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out here talking about how she's going to be talking and how... People wouldn't be surprised if she end up dead and stuff like that. But this child trafficking stuff is 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 catching a lot of momentum um, mainstream wise. But it's been talked about for years because I've seen it for years uh, with like the Clintons being involved and Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres and stuff like that. Man, we live in a sick world, man. I, shit is sickening, man. Take a sip of my smoothie. Yeah, so just just go check up check on that uh, Wayfair stuff. This shit is wild, and and protect protect yourself, all the women out there, or people with with young daughters and stuff, man. Because we know in the black community how this has happened a lot with you know our young women, young girls and stuff just come up missing and never found. And you know how the media and the police and stuff don't really care. They ain't. They don't put the same energy and effort into looking for them and stuff like they do when a, a young white girl is missing and stuff. So just take care of your your family and your loved ones. But another thing that, another story in the news that I just started recently paying attention to that I, I saw but I didn't want to really get into was the um, Vanessa Guillen I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Sorry if I uh, mispronounced it, but Vanessa Gein, the military um, 
the young lady that was in the military and how um, the guy, her, I think it was her superior uh, officer or something, and his girlfriend uh, killed her and tried to get rid of her body. Uh, you know, specifically, they was like bludgeoned her with a hammer and tried to cut her body up and burn her and stuff like that. And then um, in the process of looking for her body, they found other bodies. And like this story was all over the place. And I haven't really got into it. So if I said anything wrong, that's that's me, my lack of research and really getting into it because I'm just kind of like disgusted at a lot of things that's going on right now. But yeah, how the fact that when the guy found out that they was coming after him, the He's, you know, the authorities was coming out there and stuff. He killed himself and stuff like that. It's just, man, I swear. That's that's why I don't watch the news no more because this stuff right here will depress you and will put you in a bad mood, man. It's crazy. I, I'm informed enough, but I, 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 I try to stay away from the news because it's like a continuous cycle. And... You know how the news, local news is. That jump started like 4 o'clock and it'll run all the way to 7 o'clock and they popping up the same stories over and over again. And I know people that will sit there and watch the whole three hours, every half hour of the three hours of the news. But uh, um, another sad thing is the Naya Rivera situation, the, the actress from the Glee and how... Um, they found her her son on the boat, uh, and she's nowhere to be found. And at this point, um, the last thing I read was that they in recovery mode trying to look for her. And that's just a sad situation. There's just a lot of stuff going on out here. And 2020 is, has been an exhausting year, I know, for a lot of people. Um I know certain parts of it has been exhausting with the news as far as like the the killing of black people and um the police brutality and stuff like that that's been exhausting for me um but you know at the same time i I've been able to hunker down and you know deal with a lot of things uh with myself and uh in conjunction with my therapist and uh, so I've, I've definitely been blessed, blessed to been able to telework and stuff like that. And, you know, but I, I understand that it's been exhausting for a lot of people. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people say that this year has been a blessing for them as well. So I know it's, like I said, it's a balance. So I just, everybody just take care of your, your mental and emotional health. And we stuck in the house still to a degree. Um, the streets are opening up. <laughs> in some places uh quicker than others um for example Atlanta was opened up a little quicker they didn't do things <laughs> uh according to guidelines with the mask and stuff like that and now they're going back to phase one and I know a, a couple of other cities are talking about going back to phase one as well locking down because of the um <laughs> the spike in in their COVID numbers and stuff Everybody just be careful. I mean, uh, like I've talked about plenty of times on a couple of the episodes that I've done so far is that, you know, I'm used to being in the house. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting kind of antsy when it comes to not being able to go back to the gym 
the gym has opened back up here um, in, in the DMV. But although the coronavirus is not scaring me, um, but I ain't no dummy. So I haven't gone to the gym yet, even though I'm itching to because it's killing me to work out at home because I'm just like... Um, I'm just not getting the same workout at home that I that I do at the gym. I'm not able to lift the heavy weights, not able to do the same amount of things, different movements and stuff like that. And my my body is 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 kind of softer than it normally is from when I was working out in the gym. But you know it is what it is. I'm trying to stay in the best shape that I can, but I am missing the gym though. <laughs> I am missing moving those weights. Definitely. And another story that's that's popped up in the past couple of days was the the was the owner or the president or founder or whatever of Goya Foods <laughs> um, said what he said about Trump. I I don't even know what he said, but I just know every it's just been popping up everywhere about him saying something about Trump, his love for Trump or something, and how <laughs> people. Started boycotting Goya Foods and black people start going crazy about it and all this other stuff and it's just a lot. It's a lot going on. It's like every day something is happening. Every month, every week, something different is happening. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the main event, the main event of the news was going on in the news today and oh boy, I'm. I've heard so many uh, people talk about this so far. Social media is is buzzing with this this story right now, and <laughs> I'm sure you already know Jada and Will. Oh, and August Alcina, yeah, <laughs> him too. <laughs> Let me take a sip. <laughs> yeah, so Jada and Will, man, oh man, oh man. Ah, uh, what can you do? What can you do? There's always something. And like I like I <laughs> like I've been saying, 2020 has been an event. But let me pull up this red table talk. I'm gonna go through through some of the some of the um 12 minutes that was recorded of Jada Pinkett and Will. I'm not going to play the whole thing all the way through. Just run through some things. Give my opinions, my thoughts on it or whatever. But starting out, though, I honestly felt uncomfortable watching it. Like, it was something about the energy in in that room in, in between the both of them that just made me uncomfortable. Like, the tension, it was just something... It was just something uncomfortable about it. I particularly felt very uncomfortable for Will. Like the way he was looking and stuff like that. And I'm sure everybody's seen the memes and stuff like that. It was like it was like he he looked annoyed with with everything. You know, it was just a, a straight annoyance. Like I felt so uncomfortable for that man. <laughs> so uncomfortable. It was almost like, you know, he was sitting there saying to himself, and we all heard the rumors over the years, decades, about them having an open relationship and stuff like that. It was almost like he was sitting there being annoyed, like, you know, 
we don't never have these problems, or we never had these problems with none of the women that, you know what I'm saying, I was messing with, but here you go with your with your bullshit. <laughs> now we got to deal with this stuff publicly because of the because of the the people you messing with. <laughs> but yeah, who knows if they have an open relationship or not, if they swingers, that's been that way for so long, but I honestly don't care. It don't matter to me. Everybody conducts their relationship the way that they want to. I think the issue comes down to us as the the public entangle entangling ourselves. They go that 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 buzzword entanglement, <laughs> entangling ourselves into celebrities' relationships and making it personal to us. So, you know, I don't. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know, they can do whatever they want as long as they're comfortable with it. But yeah, I feel particularly uncomfortable watching Will. And he just looked he just looked out of. It. He just looked like he was he was annoyed. Excuse me, he was pissed off. And it just it just felt real uncomfortable. But let me go ahead and start getting into playing some of this and I'll pause and give my thoughts on certain things. One of the things that <laughs> I always get um, frustrated about with doing the podcast is, you know, you, you have so much, like with me anyway, I have so much stuff going on in my head, thoughts and opinions and stuff, and I try my best to write down everything on my outline. But at the same time, I don't want to be robotic about it and just be looking at the paper and, and saying what's on there. So, But then I forget stuff and then I go back and listen later and be like, damn, I forgot to say that and stuff. But it is what it is. Here we go. For whatever reason. So what happened, Jada? Okay, so let's start with... Will was like, fuck that. Just get into it. What happened? I ain't trying to hear all that stuff. I guess about... Four and a half years ago, yeah, started a, there. I think it was about four and a half, four years ago, mm -hmm. um, started a friendship with August. Mm -hmm. And we actually became really, really good friends. Mm -hmm. And it all started with him just needing some help, mm -hmm. you know, me wanting to help his health, his mental state. Because for know? me, that was the thing when I, when... Um, when Aug first came around, he was he was really, really sick. sick. He was really you know? really sick. Yeah. And the outpouring for him from our family was uh, initially about his health. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you heard Will right? He was like, <laughs> the outpouring from our family was initially for his health, <laughs> but then you had to go on and bust it open for him. <laughs> But honestly, like, even with with them sitting down and, and doing this, recording this and stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't have done it. I don't understand why they spoke in the first place because people going to believe what they want to believe. And a lot of people that I saw wasn't believing uh, August Alcina from the jump anyway. And, and most of them didn't care. Most people seem like they didn't care. They was just going off of the running joke that is that's and the running joke and rumor that's been out there for years about that, you know, 
Will and Jada got an open relationship and they or they swingers. So it's kind of like they opened up, they opened the door up even more for speculation and for all the mocking and the memes and stuff that's going on today. So, but also I look at it like they they did this for branding purposes as far as for Jada's Red Sable talk. It was like an opportunity. And in, it, and in the world we live in today, people, you know, people always find some way to to use something to brand their product or, you know, their art or whatever it is. He found all those different resources, mm -hmm. you know, to help pull them through. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, you and I were going through a very difficult time. Yeah. And we decided... I was done with your you, ass. Yeah, you kicked me to I the curb. I was done with you. Yeah. <laughs> we Marriages have that, though. Yeah, Marriages have that. Yeah, we... Honestly, when I heard this, I was like, damn, so what the hell Jada do for Will to be done with her? Because, you know, Will, he just got a, a different type of uh, personality. He's seemed like he's carefree, fun-loving, adventurous, and stuff like that. And he seemed like things don't really bother him like that. So what the hell did she do for him to be like, I'm done with you? But also one thing that I noticed, it seemed like um, Jada seemed guarded in her explanations. And I can understand that to a degree because a lot of times when I'm being vulnerable on this podcast, I, I hesitate and... I'm thinking while I'm speaking and trying to process my thoughts and how I want to explain everything in order so I don't myself feel embarrassed when I'm speaking my truth or I'm, you know, speaking my emotions and stuff like that. So I definitely noticed that, that she seemed very guarded. Basically, mm -hmm. we broke up. We decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and you go figure out how to make yourself happy and I'll figure out how to make myself happy. Well, at that particular point in time, it was indefinite. Yeah, I really... And um, with Will saying that about she needed to go figure out what, how to make herself happy or whatever, that didn't surprise me that he said that because he did several videos and spoke about that like, the past two years, he made vid from the time he got on Instagram, he made videos where he sp actually spoke about this, about people making themselves, finding what they need to find to make themselves happy. And he specifically spoke on Jada at one point. So that's not surprising me. And it, and, and it kind of took me back and making me think like, well, that's probably why he jumped on Instagram or whatever. This was probably doing their breakup or whatever. And... And that's why he started doing all the YouTube videos and stuff where he was just popping up doing uh, skydiving and, and all crazy adventurous stuff like that because he was doing things to make himself happy. And honestly, I feel like um, he probably removed himself from a toxic situation. And I, this is just my opinion and from what I've noticed since the Red Table Talk has came about. I don't watch it on the regular, but I have noticed it once in a while, noticed clips of it on um, social media and stuff like that. But Jada, she seems very insecure. And 
I can tell that based off a lot of the things that she says. And like I've spoke about plenty of times before, we are all mirrors of each other. So you can see a lot of things about yourself in other people. Things that make you uncomfortable, things that, you know, attract you to another person, whether it's positive or negative. Felt like we could be over. Yeah, no, we were over. And then what did you do, Jada? Well, you know, I think from there, you know, as time went on, (laughs) I got into (laughs) a different kind of entanglement Mm -hmm. with August. One thing I want to get clear about and clean up. Entanglement. And... I thought that when she used the word entanglement, that just made me a little uncomfortable because it was like she wasn't being accountable. And I, and I understand and I've been there when you feeling embarrassed or ashamed or feeling guilty or don't want the feet at your fire. You don't want to necessarily tell the whole truth. And I feel like she wasn't being fully accountable by using the word entanglement instead of her saying relationship, and Will called her out on it, though. The things that was kind of swirling in the press about you giving permission, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, the only person that can give permission in, in, in that particular uh, uh, yes. circumstance is myself. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but what... Obama Will was like, uh, yeah, your ass decided you was going to go... Let me just play the clip. <laughs> August was probably trying to communicate mm-hmm. because I could actually see how he would perceive it as permission because we were separated mm-hmm. amicably. Yeah. And I think he also wanted to make it clear that he's not a homewrecker, mm-hmm. which he's not. I think so. I mean, because this is your red table. Yeah, so I mean, I can see what she's saying about August. Although I don't agree with him coming out publicly saying all of this because like I said I don't nobody wasn't really tripping off or thinking that he was a homewrecker or anything like that because people just chalked it up as it just being them having their open relationship or they being swingers um when it comes down to it like Jada made this decision on her own you know whether it was a mistake or just something that she felt she needed to do for herself. You like brought yourself to the red table. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes. It was a relationship. Absolutely. Well, I was in a lot of pain. Shit. And I was very broken. Now, in the process of that relationship, I definitely realized that you can't find happiness outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And luckily... Yeah. Um, and... Whether Will really has a problem with this or not, whether they have an open relationship or anything, I think his whole point was, which is understandable, he wants her to be accountable of what she did. He wants her to be truthful about what she did. And just in relationships, period, I know a lot of times 
people say they want the truth from their significant other, but a lot of times we aren't mature enough to handle the truth. But Will, is seems, he seems to be displaying the maturity of handling the truth, and he just wants Jada to say the truth, to be accountable for it. Because I know, period, just in relationships, period, if, if you don't feel the person that's being accountable, then you don't feel that they're being remorseful for it, or they care about your feelings, or just care about what they did. You know, I could be wrong. This is how I see it. Um, but let's go back to the video. Enough. You and I were also going through a process of healing in a much different manner. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say we did everything that we could to get away from each other, only mm -hmm. to realize that that mm -hmm. wasn't possible. So we come to the red table. So I'm in, I'm in the Jada position right now. So, okay. you know, you, during that time, launched into an interaction mm -hmm. with August. What do you feel like um, you were looking for? I just wanted to feel good. Mm -hmm. It had been... I just want you to make me feel good. <laughs> if anybody ever seen Monsters Ball with Halle Berry, that part is hilarious to me. <laughs> I just want you to make me feel good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, her saying that, her, you know, talking about finding happiness out, outside of yourself or whatever. You know, that's a, that's a big thing for humans, period. You know, human beings. And it's something that we don't, we don't take into, well, something that I, I believe we don't take into account much that, you know, everybody does. Especially when you're dealing with people in relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, friendships, anything. People, the nature of a human, I believe, is, is self. Self-preservation, you know, and if you really sit down and think about it, think about your life, decisions you made and stuff like that, 99.9% .9 of the decisions you made has been for self and it's been about your self-preservation, uh, making sure that you felt good, making sure you feel good in the moment, you know, whether it had to do with dealing with somebody or what you ate, um substances and stuff like that it's everybody wants to feel good individually you want to feel good you know i know in in moments of depression and stuff like that you you're stuck in that hole and you're wallowing and stuff like that but ultimately you you your body is saying you want to feel good but, but your mind is stuck in that hole you know we all just want to feel good it's the, the, the nature of a human is, is self, self-preservation. You know, our, spirit, our spirit, spiritual being is, is the collective. You know, a lot of us aren't tapped into it, um, and we aren't tapped into it, and the ones who are tapped into it aren't necessarily tapped into it at every waking moment, you know, because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're experiencing everything on this planet, this realm, however you see it, as a human. So long mm -hmm. since I felt good. Yeah. And it was really a joy to just help heal somebody. Yeah. 
I think that has a lot to do with my codependency, which is another thing that I had to learn to break in this cycle, just mm. that idea of needing to fix and being drawn to people that need help, whether it's your health or whether it's your addictions. Mm. What I find um, interesting about her saying all of that is um, it, it definitely makes sense to me. But Will was, I remember Will talking about when he got out of his first marriage and how he was just in a down place or whatever. So it kind of makes sense that with her saying she want to fix people and stuff, that's probably how they, how they bonded with each other. That was their, their trauma bond right there. And if you never heard of trauma bonding, look it up. But that's when, they're, that's when they bonded, doing that trauma. Like I already said, Jada seems like she's a very insecure person. And it's something that she's dealing with. And, I mean, she's speaking on it, her codependency and stuff like that. And I feel they probably bonded during that period of Will's life when he was down. And Jada probably saw a, a period where, you know, she could, she could fix him. And in the midst of, you know, Will healing from the situation with his first marriage that, you know, it probably causes a lot of issues with him and Jada for the simple fact that Jada is, is stuck in that mode where she feels like she always needs to fix somebody because it's more, it's easier and it's more comfortable to fix another person than it is to deal with, deal with your shit, you know, to, to heal yourself, to go inward, deal with your problems and and your your codependency issues, your inner child issues, abuse issues, whatever it is. You know, it's it's much uncomfortable to do that with self. And it's easier to do it with another person. And like I said, I felt like, you know, once Will healed from his first marriage, it it probably causes a lot of issues with their their marriage because, you know, He's to the point now where he's healed in that area where he's out exploring and and wanting to be uh, free and stuff like that. And she's still stuck in that hole, and she she doesn't have him there always to 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 try to fix. You know, he's fine. You know, he's fine in 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 that arena. You know, and he's off doing what he got to do. And she probably resents him for that to a degree. You know, I've I've been there before where when I was in some of my most depressed moments in the past and I had relationships with people, not just romantic relationships, but friendships and stuff like that. When you see a person happy, you you resent them for that. You know, you have that jealousy, that envy and stuff. You you resent them. And that probably causes a lot of crap between them two. There's something about that childhood trauma mm -hmm. um, that feels as though it can be fixed through fixing people mm -hmm. versus fixing me. Yeah. And I think that that whole process with Aug really showed me that mm -hmm. and taught me that. And I'm really grateful for that lesson. I feel like that husband, like I'm with you at the press conference. <laughs> I'm that husband. I'm with, now I got to be with you at the press conference <laughs> while you like tell the world uh, about your transgressions. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I feel like in this, in this situation, like I always say, I feel like Will is annoyed. I feel like he's embarrassed to a degree. I feel like this is like um, a reverse a reversal of what we normally see when a man is in this position and he does what he does and the woman is embarrassed and, and stuff like that. Because I've said this plenty of times before on this podcast and on Unproductive and Unapologetic podcast about how a lot of times I don't even think that is is necessarily the 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 cheating so to speak with with women i feel like it's more of the embarrassment and the shame that they feel from the man cheating or whatever and then how that how that embarrassment and shame gets internalized with how they how they perceive themselves or how they how they feel that you know the person they're in relationship with perceives them and going back to the trauma bonding like she said it all, you know, with her and August bonded through their trauma. You know, they talked about enough about how sick he was and stuff like that. And he's talked about plenty of times, August, about his mental issues and stuff like that. And Jada, you know, she's still stuck in her her trauma. And instead of dealing with her own trauma... There, she's bonding with people through their trauma, and like she said, she's trying to fix herself through other people, but it just doesn't work like that. And she, and I'm sure she's seen a lot of her issues in other people, particularly August in this situation and stuff. And she's trying to fix herself through through him. And like I said, in my deepest, darkest, depressed moments when I was dealing with depression, I've been there, so I understand it totally. And you just in those times, you just make a lot of effed up decisions because you're trying to make yourself feel good. And you thinking that a, dealing with a person is going to help you heal. And, you know, before I got into therapy, that's how, you know, that's, that's probably what my outlook was. I'm pretty sure if I go back and actually look at those, those situations, you know, I was attached to a lot of traumatic issues through other people you know seeing this stuff going on and just me bonding with them through that <laughs> well like i love i love my baby i'm gonna stand by my baby no matter what well you know i definitely <laughs> i definitely understand mm -hmm. um why it would look that way or feel that way but i actually don't look at it as a transgression at all through that particular journey i learned so much mm -hmm about myself and was able to really confront a lot of emotional immaturity, mm -hmm. emotional insecurity. Mm -hmm. And I was really able to do some really deep healing. Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, she, she, she called it out. You know, she said it was, um, she was immature in the situation. And that goes back to a lot of people, you know, saying that she took advantage of August, which I believe that she did. She, I, whether it was knowingly or not, is I can't answer that. That would have to be something for her to answer, but it is. A lot of times when you trauma bond with people, um, a people that, a person who is more, uh, they're more sh stronger. See, I don't want to explain this right. Um, people who understand, I feel Jada, she understands her trauma. But she's just not dealing with it. And I feel like August doesn't necessarily understand his trauma. Because it was a moment in time where I didn't understand what was going on with me. I was just making a lot of effed up decisions 
based off of my trauma, my depression, anxiety and stuff. But I feel like Jada knows what her trauma is. And by her knowing what her trauma is, she can easily identify it through other people. And she took advantage of them. You know, whether she knowingly did it or not, she took advantage of them. Well, I guess you can say to a degree she did knowingly do it because she said she wanted to feel good. And that, and she was able to find it through August, who was also going through his trauma, but didn't necessarily understand it. She didn't have Will there, who was going through any type of trauma that she can bond with, so she couldn't feel good through him. She was probably resenting him. <sighs> Crazy. And as I came through and started to realize certain things about you and I, he decided to break all communication with me, right. which was totally understandable. Right. Um, and I let that be and hadn't talked to him since. Right. So it is a little weird that all this stuff is coming out now yeah. since this was. Yeah, because for me, several... this was years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the fact that it's. Uh, coming up now, and I think it could feel weird for people that we're laughing and, and talking about it, but... It happened so long ago. You know, and our experiences of working through it, fighting through it, talking through it, and therapizing right. through it, I think that the why now is weird. Yeah. When I say it's been a huge healing on my life, and just what I had to confront and discover... Yeah you know, about myself, yeah. the ugly truths mm -hmm. and the beauty. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I felt like wasn't really ready to mm -hmm. be discussed because it hadn't been that mm -hmm. healing because he hasn't wanted to, you know, Aug and I haven't talked in so long, you know what I mean? So I don't know, this, this, this all seemed very strange, yeah. you know, but I'm just, I'm, I can definitely still feel like the uncomfortable. She's definitely uncomfortable. She's guarded. She might actually still have feelings for August. She just, it's just something weird about every. August coming out um, with this interview or whatever might be the point where she has to really face herself. And it seems like she understands that. It's just a matter of whether she's going to do it or not. I mean, because we all have choices where we're faced with our BS or our hurt, our trauma, but it's up to us of when, if we're ready, and I'm going to, I'm going to say that if we're ready, not if we, if we want to, because a lot of times we're faced with stuff and I don't think a lot of times we may not, we may not be ready. Um, I'm going to say that for the majority of people. I'm sure it's, it's a lot of people that's out here that's just straight assholes that just don't want to, that just happy to be an asshole and you know the go out here and do the things that they do. But, you know, I'm not necessarily judging, but I'm just sure that it, that's, that's happening. Maybe I am judging, but yeah. <laughs> Grateful for the journey that you and I have had together. Yeah. Because I feel like there are a lot of couples that go through those periods yeah. and a lot of couples that have to separate and yeah. think it's over and, yeah. you know, the one thing I'll say about you and I is that there's never been secrets. Right. We came together uh, young and we were both broken in our own ways. And to be able to make mistakes without the fear of losing your family is so 
critical. Yeah. It's the idea of any relationship and trying to get to deeper understanding of love is going to be forged in fire. Yeah. Yeah, and this all comes down to what I said about maturity. And, you know, a lot of things I see on social media when it comes to the stuff that people post about romantic relationships and stuff like that, a lot of us aren't, in, aren't mature to, enough to be in relationships. We aren't. And that may come down to what we've been taught, what we've seen, but a lot of us aren't mature enough in relationships. And whether we're getting the whole truth from Jada and Will uh, in, this, in this video, you know, it is everybody's different perspective. But I do believe that Will has a certain level of maturity greater than Jada has. I feel like Jada is very self-aware. It's just the fact of what she's doing with that self-awareness. But, um, you know, it's interesting to, to, to learn the dynamics more dynamics of their relationship and because it's kind of like how did Will why is Will even kind of with Jada? That's, this is my outlook on it and I understand how they got together from me saying how you know the trauma bonding in the beginning and stuff but the place where Will is today and the place where Jada is it kind of I'm like how are they still together? You know it seemed like Will would have a much more fulfilling life without Jada because Jada seems like she's still in a very toxic place but you know I'm not the one to say who should be together or not you know you know they you know Will could be a, a example you know being example in Jada's life for where she could get to you know but maybe that's why they have the open relationship you know so Will is able to you know be happy on on his own and Jada's free to do what she want to do but it's just interesting to see the dynamics of their relationship and emotional maturity and stuff like that and how all relationships like I'm I'm glad that this is coming out because it's like all especially you know how we worship celebrities so much and people need to see this and understand that you know what you see in the the little glam pictures and stuff like that, that does, that's not what makes a relationship. Everybody goes through the same stuff. It's just about your level of maturity, what instance is happening, or, you know, who did what when. You know, it's just about are you willing to work, to do the work on yourself in order to benefit the relationship? There's no way around it. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I'm deeply grateful in this whole process between you and I is that we have really gotten to that new place yes. of unconditional love. Because I wasn't sure I was ever going to speak to you again. I know, I know. Yeah, like the fact that I'm speaking to you again is a, <laughs> is a miracle. Um. <laughs> I would agree. I would no, agree. No, but it ain't for the weak at heart. There's just certain things that you have to go through, and it's like... And I wish, you know, I wish that wasn't the case. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. I wish yeah, that sure. wasn't the hey, case. I sure wish it could be all magic and miracles. Yeah. You got to go through some to get the answers. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I'm just happy because I definitely believe that you and I, we never, ever, ever thought that we would make yeah, it back. Yeah, there's a real power in the just knowing somebody's riding with you no matter what. Yeah. And you really can't know that. Until you go through some through some stuff, you know. I don't want to go through this no more. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. either. Yeah. I'm going to get you back first, and then... You're going to get me back. I think you've gotten me back. <laughs> I think you've... <laughs> I think we're good on that, okay? <laughs> okay, that might, that's probably true. That's you know, true. but... Um, and I don't think it's about getting anybody back. No, for me it is. Okay. Um, I'll give you that petty... <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Will probably wasn't lying. <laughs> he probably like, I am going to get your ass back. And Jada seemed like, well, it's not about getting anybody back. She ain't, she ain't trying to go through that. <laughs> uh. um, but, you know, I will definitely say mm -hmm. it's just part of it. Yeah. You know, if you expect to be with somebody for a lifetime. 25 years and counting. Mm. We ride together. We, we die, die together. together. Bad, Bad marriage, marriage for, for life. life. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that was the video, man. Oh, I definitely think, like, you know, they wasn't being totally honest or whatever. I feel like, they, you know, they was just giving you enough. And I understand that. I mean, you, you don't have to tell everything, but yeah. Definitely, definitely interesting. The big news that's out there. But um, I definitely, whether they were being fully honest and fully clear on their emotions, whether they doing it behind, you know, behind closed doors or not. But I definitely hope that's what they're doing, you know, being totally... Dealing with dealing with their emotions and actually totally being open about their emotions because you know our emotions are our emotions tell us and tell other people what our deepest needs and desires are you know and as as children you know sometimes parents suppress that and we grow up and not learning how to do it uh, you know that's that's something that happened to me you know particularly males period um but yeah we don't necessarily know our feelings our emotions or whatever because they've been suppressed you know so if if we if we don't know how to let people know what our deepest needs and desires are. We we don't you know we we can't even do it for ourselves. So you know how are we supposed to tell anybody else what our deepest needs and desires are if we don't even know how to do that for ourselves? But you know, hopefully, you know they they continue doing what they're doing as far as as they say they're healing or whatever. But you know, definitely definitely interesting, and I hope you know. It's a mirror for a lot of people, I'm sure, if if they're open and they're, you know, in tune and, and self-aware of their, their own emotions and stuff like that. Because they, they're being totally honest when they, when they talk about relationships. You know, relationships ain't supposed to be 100% magical every damn day, and especially when you're dealing with somebody for years. If 
as they have, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. And what I thought was interesting, though, was, you know, how they said, talked about them breaking up and stuff. And, and you know, society tells us, you know, you till death do us part and stuff like that. So I don't see anything necessarily wrong with them saying that they broke up during their marriage. They didn't get divorced, but they said they broke up, which was their separation and stuff like that. And, Something that I thought was interesting because just for the simple fact that, you know, when you're dealing with somebody for that long, you have to you have to expect that something like that was happening. If not to say, you know, if you're a realist, but just if you are aware of of relationships and stuff like that and emotions and feelings and growing and stuff, you know, doing those periods of separation and breaking up and stuff like that, that's when you when you absolutely figure out if you really want to be with that person, doing the hurt and stuff like that. And you can only heal, you know. Um, I know some people probably look at this weird, but um, you have to hurt in order to heal, you know. You know, that's just the the balance of life, the yin and yang of life, the negative and positive of life, you know. Um, life just isn't going to be positive every damn moment you know you have to go through certain things in order to to grow and just that's just you know I've talked about it before in one of the episodes about just with weightlifting and working out how you build muscle and grow stronger is by breaking the muscle down and then the muscle healing itself so you know that's very interesting very interesting but um yeah, I guess I'll end the episode right here. I mean, like I said, this is just a taste. Um, we had an hour right now. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go this long, but yeah. And like I said, all these memes and stuff out here, people making fun of it. I think we, it, it's cool, you know, to have a good laugh, quick second, but we got to, we have to relax on that by mocking and ridiculing, ridiculing people, you know, in, in these type of vulnerable and emotional and traumatic moments or whatever, because the way Will was looking and the memes that people putting out, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not cool after a while, you know, it's just, I know, I just know from personal experience, you know, when people can make fun of your, your trauma and, and your vulnerable moments or whatever, and it can, it can sink a person down even lower in 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 those traumatic and and you know vulnerable and depressed moments and stuff, but you know I end every episode off with a with a song and <laughs> and I don't know why this was the song that came to mind, but I mean it, it is and it is what it is. And Jada and August and Will had to figure out where they wanted to be or where they want to be right now. Baby girl, a message Saying I won't be coming home I'd rather be alone She doesn't fully understand me Cause I'd rather leave Than to cheat 
time I can be the man she needs But there's a lot of lust inside of me And we've been together since our teenage years I really don't mean to hurt her But I need some time to be alone But when you love someone You just don't treat them bad Oh, how I feel so sad Now that I wanna leave She's crying a heart to me But I just want to feel good oh, no, Just no. make me feel good <laughs> Never did I imagine That you would play a major part In a decision that's so hard Do I leave? Do I stay? Do I go? Or think about my life and what matters And if people remember this video Donnell Jones, he wanted to go out there and hit them streets but then he saw his girl with another dude on a date. He was like, nah, I want you back now, baby. I'm not saying I'm gone, but I have to find what life is like. I ain't gone. I just, you know what I'm saying? I just want to see what them streets are talking about. <laughs> but when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, how I feel so sad now that I want to leave. She's crying a heart to me How could you let this be? I just need time to see Where I wanna be Where I wanna be Taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. Catch me on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Instagram, a taste to consider podcast. My blog is still up. Uh, Instagram, greatest.i.m.blog. Um, the blog is greatestimblog.com. 
Man, this was a good episode. I've been pardoning, boy. I've been pardoning. I'll be back to you soon. Uh, two weeks. I'm working on the episode. Um, yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. I love y'all. I'm about to go have me a taste and a little smoke. Um, um, what cigar am I going to smoke? Where is that? I left it all the way over on the other side of the room. But yeah, I'm probably going to go get me uh, some Hennessy. Um, and have me a cigar, and yeah.